Welcome to Outside Voice Inside. This week's episode is titled Parenting in the Pandemic. Today we discuss how coronavirus changed parenting strategies in the past three years. So grab a seat, take a listen, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. I feel like this is divine timing because normally we would have recorded, it would have been the last day of 2022, but now we are starting 2023 fresh Yes, with episode 38, Parenting in the Pandemic. So so it's going to be a lot, but without further ado, I am one of the hosts, Sin Delano. This has been... um, this has been a great week. Like I've actually really been sitting with myself and saying, okay, what do I, what do I want to think about this last week of 2022? What do I want to take with me into the new year? What do I want to leave behind? I decided to stop having resolutions Mm -hmm. in 2019 before the pandemic even started because I kind of feel like resolutions, we're conditioned to be like, oh, we have to start doing these new things every year. And I feel like life is a continuous process. It's just keep doing what, what works. Stop doing what doesn't. You don't need January 1st to do that. Correct. So this week I have been a person who I am grateful for everything that I've been able to learn from. Mm-hmm. 2022. I am not going to embody this statement of I am not what I I don't I am not I don't look like what I've been through. Oh, good God! Because number one, I'm a black woman. We don't ever look like what we've been through. Never. I'm gonna just put that out there. Okay, I'm a 43 year old black woman. I do not look 43. I do not look abused. I do not look trampled upon. I look like I unfortunately as black women for the most part, we look like we got our shit together. We do not. We do not. Okay. But I am happy that in 2023, I, I am literally now as of January 1st, 2023, I am surrounded by people that I know love me. Um, I am in a much better place than I was. January 1st of 2022 and my gratitude bills every day. So that's where I've been this week. What about you, co-host? Who, who are you? Who, who am I? Big girl, damn sugar. Um, I, hey, it's Tam. Tam Joyner. Um, I am a survivor of parental Christmas. Uh, my parents came into town on Christmas Day and they are still in my home at this point. Um, they won't be leaving for another couple of days. And I am like Gloria Gaynor. I will survive. Like You I will. Have, I have made it through. Um, again, like, I have, I stopped doing resolutions some years ago also. Um, I did something different this year. I, you know, People have always invite me to those um, them vision board uh, parties, and I mm-hmm. just I just don't go. Even though I got like a stack of magazines, I can make hella hella vision boards because I have all the magazines. 
to make mm-hmm. a vision board. But I decided to make a private uh, digital vision board on my Pinterest. I do have a Pinterest account still. I just Excuse don't me. use. I just don't use it. But um, you know, I this is the year of manifestation for me. I'm gonna stop playing with niggas and uh, I'll make some shit happen. So um, I, I got to stop playing around and you know. Peter Panville has been fun for a little bit. Um, Nigga, grow up. But it's it's time for me to put on my uh, grown lady panties and uh, make some shit happen in 2023. Um, Yeah, so I just, I have a lot of things on deck that I am going to be attempting to do. Um, I will, um, if nobody noticed, I tweeted out, on New Year's Eve that I haven't been to a New Year's Eve party in someone's home in a really long time. Like, people either want to go to the club or, you know, get all dressed up and then get drunk and sloppy. Like, I just, that's never sounded like fun to me. But, I, you know, I always used to have, when I first moved to Atlanta, I used to have nice house parties. Like, I used to have really good house parties. So um, my declaration on the last day of 2022 on Twitter was that next year for New Year's Eve, I will be having a New Year's Eve party at my home because I'm going to buy a house in 2023. So I will be having a party at my home. Um, So y'all let me know if y'all want to come because it's going to be, you know, first of all, I throw good ass parties. Like, I should have been a party promoter in my youth. Because I throw good-ass parties, and I think I missed my window, but it's all good because, like, my friends reap the benefits of those things. But, yeah, so, um, again, I'm going to make some things happen. Um, I also, Sunita, you're going to laugh at this. Um, On my (laughs) Instagram post for Happy New Year, I was like, this is the year of Wizard Kelly. So... (laughs) Why Wizard Kelly? Why? Because, because anybody who watches, um, uh, who has ever watched the Proud Family, you should know yes. who Wizard Kelly is. So I was like, I had made this joke about Wizard Kelly um, a few weeks ago when um, Lupita Nyong'o um, did a soft launch of her book. Mm-hmm. When they came out with their, um, Sal Mascala, when they came out with their little video about them being a couple or whatever. Um, and everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, because it literally no one knew. And they obviously have been together for quite some time. It just it mm-hmm. just wasn't common knowledge. So um, they came out with their little video. And I was like, look, anybody that I really like, like, I really care about this man. I said, y'all will never see his face on my social media. He will be Wizard Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> he will always be Wizard Kelly. You might catch a foot, a shoe, an elbow. I look a shoulder, a head, and a face you will never see. Never. I feel like this stems from trauma. You're not going to be out here embarrassing me, nigga. <laughs> that. that I, have right to there. Say, I have to say this too. <laughs> when I was with Logan's dad, um, I never posted pictures of him. But it was, I thought it was a mutual thing. Like, you're not posting pictures of me. I'm not going to post pictures of you. It's all good. I never harassed him about, show the world who you're with. Yeah. Even when we got married, it was not a requirement at all. And one day he said he didn't feel appreciated because I didn't post him. And I said, do I look like a fucking fool to you? (laughs) 
listen. <laughs> I I really was like, I will delete every social media I have because I, if you are not posting me, I am not posting you. This may sound very childish, but I, it's the principle for me. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that. It has to be a mutual thing because you're not going to have me out here posting you. And this also has to do with the type of people that we choose. Yes, very much so. If you are dating a fuck boy or a reformed fuck boy that still has, you know, this frame of mind, I ain't tell, I don't want nobody in my business, but you want me to invite people into our business. It's got to be a mutual thing. Yeah, and I must, I, I must be honest, Tamara, and say, I am a reformed fuck girl. I used to do fuck boy shit. I just have a vagina. Yeah, and look, we know that world. <laughs> Look, you can't play these games with me. No, not at all. But and much I, like you, yeah, Wizard so Kelly, Wizard for the Kelly. win. And I mean, and that's just that is what it is. It's with it's Wizard Kelly over on this side of town. Like I mean, and if that's upsetting to you and your homeboys, I am sorry. I, I mean, I just don't. Do better. I just don't really have the time Do for um, for me to post you up, and then I have Barbara and Shirley in my DMs coming to me as a woman. Oh no, no. No. Absolutely. And and this is another thing. You know, these jokes about how lesbians date because I am I'm definitely a queer person. How lesbians they will meet and then a week later they're so in love and 3 months later they're engaged and yes. then 6 months later they're broken up. That will never be me. <laughs> that will never be me. That'll never be me. That'll never be me. <laughs> If that is anybody listening to this, do your thing. If that doesn't cause you extreme amounts of embarrassment, I high five you. That causes me extreme amounts of embarrassment because I don't listen. If I love you deeply enough to get engaged and then marry your ass and then we break up a month later, I I feel like anybody with a brain, Tamara, knows you had problems before you got engaged. Yes. Yeah. You just ignored them because you wanted this so bad. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I make my bad decisions in the dark. Look, <laughs> I take my L's in silence. And like, look, like the G in lasagna. I, just... <laughs> I will never lie and tell you that I do not make bad decisions. I am a human being. I make lots of bad decisions. I'm just not too keen about making them publicly. Like, I got enough to deal with, <laughs> baby. So yeah, so I just would like to know my for my future wizard Kelly. Don't be mad; it's all good. <laughs> he has friends that will love you. <laughs> yes, because um, I think I do wizard Kelly for your protection and mine also. <laughs> oh, and, I, look! I'll have to tell this. I have to tell this story. Remember when I was uh, dating Daryl? I can say his name. I don't care. Yes. Uh, when I was dating Daryl, and Daryl gave me a, a gift. Like, we hadn't even been dating alone. He gave me something cute for my car. And I took a picture of it and posted it. Mm-hmm. Under my under my table, coffee table, was a pair of J's. His J's, because he was at my house. Like, I lived mm-hmm. alone. I took this picture. There was a piece of J 
in the photograph. Do you know I had men in my comments on my Instagram? No. Asking whose shoes those were. And I was Get like, out shoes? of my business. Get out like, of my shoes? business. What the fuck shoes are y'all talking about? I don't even see. I took a picture of this. I said, y'all focus on the wrong shit. No. <laughs> whose shoes is that? And then they started ganging up on me. I was like, first of all, did, I didn't know you liked me. <laughs> I put some man's feet on my on my thing, and then uh, you know that wasn't even le- about you. That was about their ego. I was like, wait, I didn't even know these men was checking for me. Y'all ain't never told me. See, that's what I'm so, talking about, and that's no. why Wizard Kelly reigns. Right. Yep. Moving on. Moving let's on. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. What's in our speaker box? I'll let you go first. Um, so this uh, week I listened to some classic uh, rib music, R&B, um, <laughs> and uh, it really has some songs on there. Like it had all the good songs on there that I like that I remember from my youths. Uh, you know, all the Jodices, girl, even mm-hmm. Take You Down was on it on the on the playlist. By oh, wow. Breezy. And, I, you know, again, Take You Down is one of those songs that if you hear Take You Down and you don't do a body roll, I don't trust you. Because <laughs> it, there's a body roll required when you hear Take You Down. Um, <laughs> but the songs that, uh, that you know, touched me the most this week are Can You Handle It by Usher. And I'm trying to remember if he sung that when we saw him. I feel like he did, but I don't remember. No, he didn't. He didn't? Okay. Uh-uh. I, I could, Wait. I, well, see, he did that slow jam medley. That's why I was like, I can't remember it. Because when he did that slow jam medley, I can't remember which songs he covered. Maybe he did. Because somebody was like, did he do it? And I said, yes, he did it in the medley of slow jam. Like, I was, okay, yes. I okay. think it was in there. Yeah, because I was like, he did. He touched on so many. I was just like, I'm, I'm Lord, I don't know, Usher. You took me all the way back. Um, the other song was uh, Beyonce, Speechless. That was from Dangerously in Love, our first album. Yes. Um, and that song that my shit. is Amaze Balls, Love Speechless. And the final song is that we're going to take it all the way back to uh, Have You Ever Loved Somebody by Freddie Jackson. Come on now, that's that ass right there. Now, mind you, when that song came out, I was a, a child. Look, yes. a baby. But come on, I knew all the words and I thought, have you, asking people, have you ever loved somebody? <laughs> you know my favorite Freddie Jackson was, you are my lady. Uh, yes. <laughs> Girl, that's a, that's been many, uh, many a first dance at a wedding. Yes. <laughs> Freddie was singing like it was really a woman out there he was in love with. Yeah. But you know, we know. Yes. <laughs> Look, Freddie. We knew. Freddie, we knew. We knew. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna stop talking about Freddie like that. We're gonna leave him alone. Because <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about him all morning. <laughs> we have. We have. Oh, good. Okay, what was the guest speaking about? <laughs> um Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I wasn't as impressed with the SZA album as everyone else is. I I think a lot of us were just waiting for it to come because yep. we have been waiting forever. Like, SZA, what the fuck? Yep. And so when it dropped, 
I was expecting it to be phenomenal. But I have to be honest and say, it was no different than her other albums she dropped. It's it's the same. It's the same. But because my anticipation, my expectations were way greater than what it was, I didn't go back and listen to anything like I normally would have. However, mm-hmm. after Logan gave me the stink eye, like I had ruined her entire life by being like, yeah, I really wasn't into it because obviously she's a SZA fan now. Um, <laughs> you really? Yes, and I was shocked. Like, when did that come? When did that? When? I I don't know. I don't know. I okay. I don't know. But she's okay. a SZA fan. Um, smoking on my X pack. I was like, wait a minute, this is my shit. I might like this more than shirt. Wait, but you know who produced it, right? Who? Jay for Jay Versace. Girl, shut up. Yes, Jay Versace. Maybe that's why I like it then. Yes. That song is my shit. I've been listening to that. Yes. Uh, I've li- been listening to Flo Millie Conceited. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I love Flo Millie. Okay, I, I love I, I love the girls. I yes. love the girls of hip hop because they just be saying any old fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And it may be wrong and I still be bopping my head to it. I love the song uh, Conceited by Flo Millie. And then last, but definitely not least, Masego came out with a song, You Never Want Me. No, You mm-hmm. Never Visit Me. I'm sorry. Yes, You Never Visit Me. I love that song. He's pretty, he's not saying anything the whole song except for bitch, you don't, you don't visit me. You don't come over here. <laughs> oh, but God. the music is so good. He's, he like, does good at that. He's very good at the music. I love him. He found a way to make me fall in love with jazz all over again. Yeah. Because I like jazz. It it was like a connecting thing for me and my dad. Or, mm-hmm. You know, bonded. He listened, my dad listened to a lot of acid jazz. Yeah. In addition to like other types of jazz too. But I feel like if my dad was alive still and we actually had a relationship where we talked, my dad would listen to Masego. Yeah, Masego's good, you know. He's the shit. I love it. I have to. That's, that's what's been in my speaker. Oh, let me just mention this. And I, I didn't, I'm not putting a song. I will forever complain about this about Frank Ocean. Oh, geez. Nostalgia, nostalgia Ultra. That's right. Not being on any streaming except for YouTube and SoundCloud. Yeah. I want to complain about this until something changes because that is. I don't care what anybody says. That was Frank's best body of fucking work. I hate that I have to go to SoundCloud or YouTube to listen to songs about women. Songs mm-hmm. for women? Am I saying songs this right? For, I think it's songs for women. I hate that I have to go there to listen to Love Crimes. These are two of the best songs this nigga has ever had. Girl, and it upsets me. I told Nova you how, came too. Girl, I told you how I got mine. Downloaded on somewhere. <laughs> I know, but listen, we have iPhones. We can't do that anymore. I know. When I have my Android, I have Frank on there. Yeah. And then I had an iPhone, and you know, Apple and its elitist bullshit Man, blocks us from greatness for the most part. Child, I don't even want to talk about it. Right. Without further ado, let's go into the world of the ghetto just because it is a new year and a new day that doesn't stop 
the fucking planet Earth from being fucking ghetto as shit. Super duper ghetto. Um, I would like to say. I, let me hold okay. on before you start because yes. I know who you're going to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about what I want to talk about because it's ongoing and there's every okay. day there's something new coming out. So I just want you all to uh, just Google the name George Santos. <laughs> That's it. Just Google George Santos because I feel like if I started talking about him right now, that by the time we post this, 18 other things will have come out and my news will be old. So I don't want to speak on it, but please Google George Santos and then come back to me and we can talk about it. So go. I'm laughing because I spent New Year's Eve with Tamara and her family and me and Tamara, I was like, who the fuck is George Santos? (laughs) And there were lots of things that, like she said, these things could change overnight. So, so yes, uh, my person, it's not the person. And I have to keep mentioning this because Sometimes people may listen to our podcast and get the idea that we're bashing people. We are not. I'm talking about behavior. I'm always talking about behavior. Like for us to really sit with our behaviors and really ask ourselves, is this who we want to show up in the world as? Because we're not just showing up in the world to the people on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and whatever other social media you entertain, you are showing up as these people to the people offline too. Right. So the ghetto shit that I want to talk about is Andrew Tate being arrested for human trafficking. Now for anybody who I just, I, in 2023, I can't believe you. If you tell me you don't know who this motherfucker is, because he he's just so toxic of a human being and it's it's like he goes out of his way to be this toxic person and honestly if i had to narrow it down to one thing this is just my unprofessional opinion he just needs attention and so he does things even if it's negative he's gonna do it but he was arrested in romania in charge with human trafficking and forming an organized crime group. He is a self-described misogynist and sexist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the critics call him the king of toxic masculinity. I'm going to continue this by saying these are things he has let come out of his mouth too, where This is, I'm going to quote him. He says, I'm not a rapist, but I like the idea of just being able to do what I want. He said this in in one of his videos as to why he moved from England to Romania. So he could do whatever the fuck he wants to do. He said it's probably 40% of the reason he moved to the country because it's easier to evade rape charges. He likes being free. I I have a problem with this. And if you are any type of humane human, you have a problem with this too. He, he even said, 
Women who are sexually assaulted need to shoulder some responsibility, claiming that women are given to the man and belong to the man. And that he dates women who are 18 and 19 so he can imprint on them. This is a grown ass man, y'all, saying these things. And I, I, I say this with full sincerity. This is not a threat. This is not to shame anyone. This is to keep the people around me where I want to be. Mm-hmm. If you support anything that this motherfucker says or does, and I find out, I don't fuck with you anymore. I don't need to have a child to not fuck with you anymore. I am a I am a human being. And what he is saying is toxic to humanity. But it's also toxic to the fact that my child is going to grow up and be around. My child is currently around people who might agree with this motherfucker. She is going to grow up. She's going to be 18 one day. She's going to be 19 one day. And there are men out there who agree that they prefer 18, 19 year old girls, girls, so that they can be molded. That shit is fucking ghetto. Girl, it's beyond ghetto. It's disgusting. It is ghetto. And he goes to jail for the rest of his life. He is exactly where he deserves to be. I just, I feel like I uh, I would have to say this because I showed this to Sunita when she was with me yesterday is that I follow a lot of people on Instagram and sometimes I follow people, like you did a couple of good posts that I like. So mm-hmm. I followed you. But I, I follow uh, a lot of gym bros on, uh, on Instagram. But one of the guys, the gym bros, that I have been following for years. I go to his page and his New Year's, um, his two his New Year's post. The first picture was a picture of him and Andrew Tate. That was an immediate unfollow. That was an immediate unfollow. Um, I just, I just and kinda... so I, I, and I, and my thing is that <sighs> I don't know. Like I'm, I, I'm like you. You can't tell me you don't know about what he does. Or who he is as a person. If you're taking a photograph of him, that means you knew who he was. So that means you knew his philosophies in life. So I Mm -hmm. don't know if that was like your way of telling people that you also believe those philosophies. Or, you know, you may have just met him out in the street and took a picture with him because you knew who he was. But the fact that that would be the first photo that you put up for 2023, that's telling me all I need to know. Um, so if any of y'all out there follow Bradley Martin, unfollow that nigga today. Don't <laughs> put his name out there. He's a white dude, Jim Bro guy. He's very popular with, you know, the advice that he gives as far as working out. Let him go. Cause I, I had to let him go. It's a it's a let him go. I have to say this and then I'm I'm completely done. I used to hate the phrase birds of a feather flock together. Because I consider myself to be an individual. I've always considered myself to, I stand on my two feet. I make my decisions on my own. I'm not influenced by a group of people. I don't like clicks. Mm-hmm. I don't like, cl- like, I even, even, when I was in high school, I made a point to not 
go anywhere with more than four girl, more than three girls at a time. So it couldn't be more than four of us because I didn't want to be associated with more than that. I didn't want to click up with anybody because as you know, Tamara and clicks, your click speaks for you. It don't right. matter that you may be the one off in the click. Right. If your whole click is known for being shysty ass bitches, you may be that one bitch that's not shysty, but you kick it with shysty bitches. Yep. You're a shysty bitch. I did. I never liked that. So even at school, when I was in high school, even though there were people that I spent most of my time with, I liked walking around by myself because I didn't want to be defined by that. And even as I got older, I, you know, one of the reasons I really liked Wolverine and I really liked Batman was because both of them niggas was like, I don't fuck with y'all like that. Even though they did team up with people from time to time to like mm-hmm. solve crime. But as I have gotten older, I realize you can't escape that. The people that you are around, you are going to be defined by them too. It doesn't matter if you're different. So if if most of my women friends say things that make them seem like they hate men, it doesn't matter if I say it till I'm blue in the face that I don't hate men. I'm going to be looked at the same exact way. This is something that I've gotten over because we have real life experiences that contribute to that, right? But there are certain things if... I don't want to be associated with that. I remove myself from it. I could love you to death, but if that is something that you have dug your feet, dug your heels into, you're not changing. This is who you are. I'm going to let you have that. I'm going to let you have it, but I'm going to be over here because I don't want to be defined by that. And I think of Andrew Tate the same way. I think of all of these podcasts that come out with these guys that you obviously don't like women. You just like to fuck us, but you don't really like us. And then all the men who are, that's my bro. I support him, but it you're legit the only one who doesn't spout that. You, you're that guy too. I'm yeah. sorry. You just, you are. And I have to look at the people I'm around to be like, do I want to be defined by these people? So when you say unfollow this motherfucker that took this picture with Andrew Tate, I mean, it's a bit of that going on. Do I like it? No. But how else do we keep ourselves safe? I mean, between him, between Andrew Tate and uh, the Kevin Samuelites, I have totally and completely unfollowed a shit ton of niggas. Let me tell you this. I had gotten to a point that on, on my, if you look at my Twitter account, I follow about six guys. <laughs> Everybody else is women because at some point you have either said something or liked something that I felt was egregious when it came to women. So I don't need to see nothing that you that you tweet. I don't. I mean, most of the time I don't even unfollow you. I just block you all together. So I don't ever, never have to see nothing that you ever tweet. Nobody can retweet that shit into my time. None of that. Like, cause why? I want my timeline. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, thank you. To be what I want it to be 
And if I don't want no fuckery in my timeline, I'm not going to have no fuckery in my timeline. And a lot of y'all niggers be liking shit on the low and don't think we can see what you be liking. I see you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's why that's why I don't follow your ass. And y'all be asking me, I mean, why you want to follow me? Nigga, you know. You know right. why I unfollow you know exactly why I unfollowed you. Don't don't play dumb with me. You know. No time for this. Mm-mm. Without further ado, let's get into episode 38. Parenting in the pandemic. <laughs> and while while I could we could have had other people on because we know other parents. I consider this a the time to be vulnerable. I also sat with this in the last couple days where I was just like, did I just tell Tamara I don't want to do this episode? <laughs> 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 because it, it's going it's it's, to require vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, it is. But the thing is that like, the way we're going to do it is I'm going to ask you questions because I am not a parent, but I'm, yes. I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to basically kind of tell your story because like well, the way things shifted for everybody in the pandemic, first of all was, first of all, stop. The pandemic isn't over. It's now no, become it a, isn't. it's, it there's isn't. a new word because it, it's not a pandemic, but it evolves into another word. And I don't know what that word is. Epidemic. A, ep, okay. Epidemic. Because it's epidemic is that people are still getting COVID. And now I just saw today that the numbers in New York city are ramping up because again, y'all, we haven't been diligent in our activities to prevent this thing from happening. That's just People like... People are still dying. Yes. And and the crazy thing about it is like I was having this conversation with one of my coworkers and I was like, you know, like people are getting sick and they're like, it's not COVID. And I was like, yeah, because people are getting regular colds and the flu again because when we wore masks, nobody got any of that. Yes. I was like, so yes. now we don't know how to act because we don't even know what a cold feels like anymore. Because people, the numbers for cold and the numbers for flu were down. Let me tell you something. I look. I'm about to make an appointment for that fourth COVID shot. I got. I got the pneumonia vaccine and I got a flu shot. Like I'm covered over here on this on this side of the planet. <laughs> but I, uh, there's also a new strain of Omicron. Yeah. As of yesterday. Yeah, so I'm so I definitely <laughs> gotta get that um get that booster, that next booster that's coming out. But um but yeah, so I just feel like for a lot of people things change and specifically for parents it changed tremendously because whereas and you would go to work and your child would be in school, now your child is at home and you may have been home or you may have had a job where you couldn't stay at home. But somehow you had to yes. be aware of what your child was doing while you were working and y'all may have been working side by side. So it was, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's very different for a lot of people. I will say that when, um, when, the, when the pandemic kicked off, I had literally been out of the country, came back into the country, went to work, and the next week the whole school was shut down because I work in higher education. Um for a lot of my coworkers who do have kids, it was a it was a sharp pivot. Like it was like literally like yes. a ninety degree angle. Like it was that, and it had to be done quickly for everybody to 
kind of make things work for how things have been set up. Mm-hmm. So I would like to ask my co-host <laughs> to t- like take us take us back, which I know is c- kind of hard. Take us back it's to not. when. <laughs> well, it's I mean, not. as far as well, not, not <laughs> as far as your not as far as your memory, but just kind of all the things that come along with it. Per se, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, like how when when you got the news that things were shutting down like they did, like where did your mind go, and how did you transition into that? So, I was part of the crowd. If it can happen, it will happen. Murphy's Law fucked me up the last two years. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, and it's crazy because it's a whole ass pandemic going on. And that is literally the focus of most people's lives. But uh, there are other things going on that this is another reason why your inner, your core, your inner circle is so important. Making sure that the people that you have there, they are really supportive because I'm a single parent, full-time custodial parent raising my kids. The other parent is not involved at all. So all of it falls on me. And so my support group, it has changed significantly since. Like I have lost a best friend that was, that actually asked me to be my child's godmother. And then at the height of the pandemic dipped, no reason why, just left. I've had a major fucking surgery. My dad has died. Mind you, this has all happened in literally like two years. We think it's not that much time. This has all happened. I have gotten divorced. Mm -hmm. I have got COVID. Me and my kid, we were doing good. We got COVID October 2022. School. Yes. But in the meantime, Bug has had She's been sick from other things. It just wasn't COVID, but she's had to stay home. I've worked, listen, the internet is free. You can find fucking anything. I don't even have to tell you what company I worked for, but I worked for a company that refused to let people work from home at the height of the pandemic, knowing that our kids needed us. They didn't give a fuck. You must come into this office. People were not wearing their mask. There was an employee that got mad at me because I have a lot of existing health issues. My, I have an immune, immunocompromised um, system. <laughs> and so if I, it's, it was a very real fear. If I got one of them earlier strains of COVID, I was going to be on my back. My anxiety was at a thousand. I had been doing so good getting my diabetes down. I was in the pre-diabetic section of diabetes, meaning if you have type two diabetes, you are getting out of that. You can actually be where you no longer have diabetes. Before the pandemic hit, I was there. Mm -hmm. I was there about to be diagnosed as not having it. Pandemic hit, my diabetes skyrocketed again. 
Like it has been one thing after another, after another, after another. So when it hit, oh, also I forgot to tell y'all, I got laid off <laughs> at the beginning of this shit, and I moved across the country. I know when people hear that, that it doesn't really register because sometimes Americans think across the country moves, you moved into another country. (laughs) No, I moved from California to Georgia. I drove because we moved in the midst of curfews being instituted. So our drive was actually much longer than it should have been because they were literally shutting down lanes on 20 where it was just one lane and we were driving behind 18 wheelers for hours. And I'm talking about exits cut off. You couldn't get off to use the bathroom or nothing. Mm -hmm. I drove through a lightning storm for anyone who has never done that. It is the most terrifying thing you will ever experience. Like it looks like you're going to get hit by lightning. The lightning is literally coming down around you. The sky is bright. Like the sun is out. It's not. It's the lightning. Jesus. And the lightning is striking around power plants. Oh, Jesus Christ. As you're driving through Texas. My kid was, oh, we also driving through the mountains (laughs) of Arizona. Uh, We were privileged enough to see a tornado forming. I'm sorry, three tornadoes forming. And I was like, I, but I'm taking a trailer on my car. So I can't smash. I can't go over. I couldn't go over 65 miles an hour because it was making my car overheat because I'm pulling something. So imagine trying to get away from tornadoes for like, listen, I haven't even really sat with how traumatic this pandemic has been because as a single parent, I don't have time to sit and think about to deal with this is bitch suck it up and move the fuck on i talked to you earlier tamara about how i'm i have i've had to suppress a lot of things my divorce being one of them and i just started watching fleischman is in trouble and Mm -hmm. i feel like i have opened a huge ass fucking can of worms because i was just sitting there like i really i really ain't talked about my divorce yep and that happened during this pandemic it's it's been a lot (laughs) it's been a lot yeah no i mean i get it because of course i was talking to you when all of this was happening yes and i think that for me during the pandemic i because like well like you are immunocompromised so is my sister. So for me, mm-hmm. my greatest fear was, especially when I was co- going into the office, was coming home and bringing her something because that would be my mm-hmm. responsibility. That would be on me. Nobody but me. Mm-hmm. So, But you I, have to work. Right. And I have to work. But what what kind of gave me a little leeway during the pandemic? Because initially we were all working from home, but when they wanted people to come back into the office... Um, power to the people. A lot of my coworkers quit. Like yeah. a a lot of a whole lot of them quit, and so my job decided that 
they couldn't afford to lose anybody else. So they gave us options of days to work in the office and days to work out of the office. And the way that they figured out the schedule was that some people would be in, some people would be out to minimize the numbers of people in the office. So whereas it would normally be, you know, 10 of us, it would be five and we would be in all different spaces in the building so that nobody was near each other. So I was okay with that. But again, knowing what was, you know, we, at, you know, at my job at that point, they were requiring you have to have a mask and all these different mm-hmm. things. So there were all these regulations in the building anyway. So that also helped. But, you know, for, I work with students and how their parents were dealing with it. Like they're taking classes online, mm-hmm. but, you know, they was paying money for that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> That's the other thing, like there were these things that they eventually put in place to protect us, mm-hmm. but those things are gone now. They were like, okay, yep. we got, we gave y'all for a year or two of coverage, but now COVID has not gone away. Our nope. kids are in school now. Nobody is being, it's not an expectation that you wear a mask. So people are still catching COVID. They're still spreading it to other students. That's how we got it in October of 22, because the kids are just hacking and coughing on all the teachers, all the other kids, and nobody is protected. And it doesn't get, it doesn't matter that, you know, your parents are at work. I There was actually an incident where somebody had COVID and they came to work, I want to say three days after they found out they had COVID and they were allowed to work. How fucking inconsiderate is that? But this was going on at a lot of companies and it's like, you guys, it has been proven that there are certain industries that it don't, you don't need people to be working in a building. They can work perfectly fine at home. You're actually saving money having to work from home. But there's this system of control that they want to keep in place where they want to micromanage. That's all this is about. Mm -hmm. Yes, as a doctor, you have to go into a building and work with people. And, you know, as public transportation, you have to work with people. But I'm talking strictly about jobs that can be operated from the comforts. And this is not even comfort. This is like a safety issue, a public health safety issue. And they are just like, we can afford to let these people die. We still want to be in control. That's all it's about. I mean, I had my supervisor at the company that I work for um, right after I had got laid off. That's another thing. Let me backtrack. So the government said, we will provide money to you so that you do not have to lay your people off. Just apply for it. We'll give you the money. And so the company that I worked for at that time, when the pandemic first hit, they applied for it. And they had to make everyone aware. You guys are not going to lose your job. We applied. We, that company I worked for actually got the money to keep us on 
-hmm. We were not in danger of losing our jobs. They made that clear. Two months later, these motherfuckers came back and I was the first person to be laid off. Why am I getting laid off? You guys got up in the up in the millions of money from the government. And see that what a lot of people didn't know is if you laid people off after you got that money, you were gonna get penalized. You had to pay that money back too. Yeah. They started laying people off in the company. So they took that money. And you guys talk about the government, like people not getting these stimulus checks. You had whole ass business owners stealing millions of dollars from the company and then laying their people off anyway. And you guys wanted to complain about us getting $1,200 fucking checks. Look, the one check. Yeah, because I didn't get all my checks. I got some of them. But I didn't get all of them. And the re- how I found out I didn't get all of them is when my, ta- my tax guy that I have had for both yep. years, he was just like, how much? Did you get the stimulus? And I said, I got one. He said, no, you were supposed to get two. No, I got one. He was like, that's odd. And, I, and there was no point in lying to him. He sees all my income. Right. And he was like, hmm. So there was something that could be done if you had a good a good uh, tax accountant. They could put it in that you didn't get it, and then it actually went towards like whatever you had to pay for the yeah. year or whatever. So that actually benefited me to where I didn't. I still ended up having to pay some shit, which was absurd as fuck. We won't even get into that, but it's just the weight of everything. So you know, you fast forward to twenty twenty three. And all of the shit that I have been going through and then knowing people who started going through the same things, but a lot later in my mind, Tamara, in my mind, I was like, they should be understanding because now you're experiencing what I'm experiencing. But there's this funny thing about human beings is. Sometimes we think that our situation is only unique to us. Oh, yes. Always. Always. Like, even if you have experienced it before, I have never experienced it having a parent die, let alone a parent die during a pandemic. I didn't get to see my dad before he died. I didn't. Matter of fact, the last time I saw my father before he died was four years prior to his death. So when he found out he had brain cancer, I jumped on a plane immediately and I got there right after his surgery was done. Um, that was the last time I saw my dad. And then he died. He died uh, April 13th, 2021. That is not something, and we didn't have a great relationship. We did not. But that's not something that you deal with. And it's weird because even if you have people around you that have had a parent who's died, again, in my mind, I figured they would understand. The bulk of them did, but some of them didn't. It's 
And then I have to resolve that in my head. Like, you should understand that this is heavy, what I'm going through. Some of these people, their parents have been dead for like 12 years. Right. You know, 11 years, 10 years. But it's still, I feel like knowing that it's still, it's like a still a fresh wound, no matter how many years have gone by. In my mind, I was like, these people can help me. Nope. No, it's, you learn very quickly that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. The people who are going to help you are just going to be the people who help you. And sometimes it's not your, it's not the people that you think are your friends. And so I got a lot of support during the pandemic of losing my job and my dad passing away. Oddly, I got a lot of support from online. Yeah. I, people sending me and Logan food, sending us uh, money. Listen, yes, there were friends who did it too, but the outpouring of help. And this is why when people be like, the internet is not real, I will always fight. I will always fight that statement because be very clear when you say that, because that's not fucking true. The internet is very real. It's how I fed my child for three months. Three months, Tamara, is how I fed Logan. Because people sent me so many gift cards and so much money that I didn't have to cook for three months. And that was so fucking helpful because one, I had a fucked up arm. I couldn't move this bitch at all. I can move it now. I can't move this one. (laughs) It went from one to the other. But you had surgery. A major surgery. You took me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But you know, in my mind, like, I don't, the time, you know, the time is like. That's another thing. I'm telling you guys, we're saying during the pandemic, all of this stuff that I have mentioned happened between May of 2020 and April of 2021. Right. Not even a full year. Yeah, that's not all this shit year. that I'm telling you guys, it happened. Yeah. So it can you imagine how you would feel if all this shit happened back to 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 back. Like there's no break. And I'm trying to find a job during all of this. I didn't get a job until January. I didn't start working until January of 2021. So all the money I had saved up to buy me and Bugs' first house, gone. All my 401k, gone. We lived off of that. Um, so parenting, at the same time, I, I'm constantly recommitting to gentle parenting with my kid because during this time, gentle that's not, I don't want to think about gentle anything because I'm stressed the fuck out. <laughs> right? I don't want to think about gentle anything. But uh, it was a constant recommitting because my kid is going through her own shit. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, on top of getting a divorce, I have to explain this to my kid. It is, the final call has come. 
me and your dad are for sure no longer together. So that took up a lot of mental space too. And at the same time, I had friendships during these last two years that were, they were, they were weighing heavily too. So I had to make space for these people because do I forsake my friendships because my father's dying? My father died. I lost my job. I'm getting a divorce. I got a divorce. Like, do I forsake y'all? This is a lot to juggle. And then we're not, I'm talking about all this stuff that I'm going through as a person, but I'm going through this as a parent too. So whereas if you had no kids, you could process the death of your parent on your own. You could process your divorce on your own. I had to make sure that I wasn't shutting my kid out. Gotcha. It was hard. And I did this with no family support. (laughs) My friends were my family. It's just, you know, so like dealing with all of that, having to parent, gentle parent, (laughs) um, during that time frame, what were what were the strategies that you came up with to help you? Or did you have any, or you just kind of, it came as it went, as it came along, I meant to say. Um, I stopped telling myself, you should, you should, you should, you should. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. We put these expectations on ourselves because of what society tells us that we should be doing. And I just looked at it like, I can't do that because I don't have those resources. I'm doing all that I fucking can. So even with all of the the resources online that tell you don't, you shouldn't be eating processed food. You shouldn't be eating fast food. You should listen. I I'm barely, I'm, I'm not kidding when I tell you that I used to lay in the bed. I used to set my alarm for two hours before it was time for me to get up. So I could mentally get myself together to drag myself out the fucking bed to go to work. But I had to do this in a way where it wasn't impacting bug. So right. let me, let me get all these tears out like. Oh my God, my arm has been giving me fucking hell all night, but I have to go to work. So let me just cry as many tears as I can out, (laughs) but get up at five o'clock and suck it up. Make sure she get dressed so she can get to work. I mean, get to school on time. You could get to work on time. Suck it up on your way to work because don't take your personal shit into that office. Right. So I made sure I got to work a little bit with a little time, a little window of time to where I could just woosah. And if I had to cry, cry before I went to that office. Because from the minute I hit that front door until I left to go get bug, I had to have my shit together. Yeah. I don't have a job where I have the privilege of losing it either. Right. 
I remember when I got the phone call that my dad had died, I immediately packed up my shit and I left. And these motherfuckers was mad that I didn't tell them that my dad had died and that's why I needed to leave. You know what? Fuck you. And fuck that company still to this day that you would demand that I take you into consideration when my father has fucking died. Like, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you till infinity. So I just... I just kept reminding myself, I am doing the best that I can with the resources that I have. I can't do anything else because to even try to do more, I was probably going to kill myself. Right. I'm not even being funny. Like the suicide ideation came back and everything. And this is something I had to deal with daily. Right. Like, okay, but you have a kid to take care of. So suck it up, bitch. Because you don't want to leave your kid with nothing. Right. And if you die, that's what she's gonna be left with. Is nothing. Because all these people are repeatedly showing you you cannot rely on them. Mm-hmm. So who's she gonna have when you gone? Right. Bitch, suck it up. Get your shit to take your two hours before you go to work. Do all all the weeping and wailing and moaning in your bed, staring at the ceiling, and take your ass to work. And I did that. Yeah. I did it. And I'm not even on the other side of it because the pandemic is still fucking happening. (laughs) I mean, we can can say that till we're blue in the face. People, you know... I ain't going to believe it. I always tell people because everybody wants to talk about how the state of Georgia handled the pandemic and how they didn't shut shit down for no, for like nothing. Like the clubs was open and all that bullshit. And they be like, y'all was partying in Atlanta. I said, and everybody in that motherfucking club has had COVID three different times. I said, mm-hmm. so so what? Like I remember it was like one of the, the little influencer girlies was uh, out in the club and everybody's partying and then the next day she was on the internet talking about something. Y'all pray for me. Jesus got me. Because uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Why did you have COVID though? Because right. you was in the club popping bottles. That so, was something that used to piss me off too is yeah. when people used to when people catch COVID and they're just like, oh, I don't even know where I caught it. You don't know why you caught it. You don't know how you caught it. You're literally clubbing every weekend. You go out every week. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you didn't get it because you went to the grocery store to pick up your groceries, nigga. Right. I know I got it because Bug caught it from somebody at school. We have been lucky, don't get me wrong, because I have had to do everything that everybody else has had to do. I had Instacart for a whole year until I realized these motherfuckers were still charging me for delivery fees. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know what? Let me just put this mask on and go get my own fucking groceries. Yeah. Because no, it's... Yeah, I'm not doing that. The money too, the money aspect of parenting in the pandemic. I was going to ask you that. (laughs) Oh my God. I have never learned how to make a dollar out of 15 cents so many times. 
until this pandemic hit, like stretching your money, figuring it out. And then you have a kid who I can give you all of this, but her experience is not what I experienced because I've shielded her from a lot of things. Like I didn't want her to know what it felt like to be deprived of everything because she was already like complete lifestyle change. Bug was used to every weekend. We ripping and running. We running errands. We doing this. We always went to brunch and dinner on the weekend. We always caught a movie on the weekend. We had plans every weekend to do something. We were going to museums. We were going to the park. Like Bug is used to having an active life. And I, I was telling her this the other day, like you used to be very active. Right. So as a result of my kid not being active, she just sits all fucking day. She sits all day. She owns these devices. And as a result, she has a hump in her in her neck. Jesus Christ. Because she's like this in a device all day. And I know some people are like, well, that's you. You need to control what she is an only, she is my only child. And I am a single mother. Oh. I forgot to mention, I'm in school too. <laughs> yes, you forgot to mention that. I started school October of 2021. Mm-hmm. October 2021, I started school. So I'm in school to finish getting getting my bachelor's degree with all of this shit. And a kid. And I'm still trying to make sure she eats healthy. So we're dealing with doctors like you know, mom, you need to do this and you need to do that. I only have 24 hours in a motherfucking day, bitch. 24 hours, Tamara. When do motherfuckers expect me to sleep? Girl. When? It's just me. And it grinds my fucking gears when you have all these people who want to tell you what you should be doing. Right. None of you motherfuckers are helping. None of you are helping me do anything with my child as far as parenting goes, but you have all the answers. How, Sway? How do you have all the answers when you have never lived this life? Never. So, never. It's even, always, there's even... Go ahead. Always, I would say it's always people that want to give they, they two cents when they don't know what it, what it really entails. Oh, yeah. There's also parents. Other parents in the pandemic. So you you're married. And you have help from both sides of your family. Your experience is not my experience. You cannot tell me what I need to be doing. You are speaking from a place of fucking privilege. Right. And that is something that I've had to deal with. Shit, even before the pandemic, but it got worse. With the pandemic, is people speaking to me from a place of privilege? Tamara, you know I zone out. Right. Like, stop fucking talking to me because you're telling me based on what the resources that you have available. Right. You have, and then the other thing is a comparison game. Well, I have two children. 
okay, so- you have two children. You also have a husband who gives a fuck about his kids right. and works and takes care of you and the kids. You have a mother-in-law who gives a fuck about you and your kids. You have a father-in-law. You have a mother and you have a father and you have siblings. And look at your support group. Yeah. But you're comparing it to me and my kid who are here we are. Right. How dare you tell me that I just need to try a little harder? First of all, fuck you. That's what I have to say to them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, and that's the thing is that, like, I don't, it's kind of like when they say black people are not a monolith, parents are not a monolith. Everybody's parenting situation is very different. You know, like you just compared the different support systems to what you have as your support system. So the notion that you would come into a conversation with someone that you know has a very different support system than you and then try to advise them in some manner, I need you to go to the stadium and sit the fuck down in any seat. There's plenty of them over there. Sit down and shut the fuck up. Like, why would you do that? The amount of people who were like trying to encourage me to homeschool Logan during the pandemic how you have the again you have the resources to homeschool your children your husband makes enough money to take care of your entire fucking family of course you have time to sit at home and teach your children how how are you working at homeschooling her at the same time that is fucking impossible if there is a mother out there who has done it, ma'am, please let me know. Because I 100% agree that with the public school education, it is shit. I don't yeah. want my kid learning most of this shit. However, this is what we working with. This is what we right. working with. You know, I'm where I move. You know, I, I don't, I like it up here. It's nice and peaceful and quiet, but the population of white people certainly outnumbers the population of the Negroes. Yes. So it's not always comfortable. I can't say that anybody has like treated me blatantly racist. I'm not going to say that up here in Alpharetta. Nobody has done that. Is there racism up here? Of course. Of course. Every day, (laughs) every single fucking day. However, and this is something else parenting in the pandemic I think a lot of people don't think about and don't take into consideration is when you tell me that I should live amongst my people, how old are your kids? Right. How old are your kids? Because everybody who's giving me that advice, their kids are not school age. So yes, you can live anywhere you want to in the state of Georgia and it's not going to impact you. But once your kids start going to school, you need to tell me you're going to be comfortable with your kids going to a school that has a rating of three out of 10. Right. No, my you kids, know what? Because they're going to send their kids to private school. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's going to be. But, but now you're part of the other problem, which is you don't support public schools. So my kid goes to a school that has a rating of, I want to say it's like an eight or a nine out of 10, mm-hmm. but you know, the issues that her school has Tamara, cause I yeah. tell you all the time. Yeah. So it's still, it's still not ideal, but it's better than sending her to a school 
that has a rating of three just so I can say I have a house. Yeah, I could. I could be a homeowner. I could have a house in College Park. I could have a house in Decatur. I could have a house in West End. I could, you know, these are all where black people live. I I could have a house on the South Side. Not just College Park. There's other places in the South Side. What would my child's education look like, though? Right. And that's where the problem is. It is. So this parenting in the pandemic, it's like other people can see this. So for the people where I was, why I left Oakland was because you had a gang of people who, yeah, they own houses, but they live 30, 30 minutes to two hours outside of Oakland to be able to be homeowners and so their kids can have a decent education. Yeah. But they will look at me with a side eye like, why she don't own a house yet? She 43. Do you have $500,000 for me to buy a house? Baby, not in this market. Right. Like, if we're going to mind other people's business, if we're going to get in other people's business, come with some solutions because no. parenting in the well, pandemic no. has they not been easy. Solutions. No, they never mm-hmm. come with solutions. That's not, that's not part of it. Not appropriate solutions because what? they have solutions, but their solutions are applicable to themselves. Yes. And people like them. And so they assume well, because I'm acquainted with you, you're like me. Obviously, I'm not, nigga. Right. <laughs> like, I still have some things to work on. So when you ask what are the things that I've done, I've just put a lot of things in perspective. I've, you know, I grew up around people that their goal was definitely be a homeowner by the time you're 40. I've removed that expectation. I don't live in a world. Let me take that back. I do not live in a country where that's possible right now. Correct. Because I have to consider other things. Now, if I didn't have a kid, I definitely could have been a homeowner by now, Tamara. Definitely. But I have a child. So when we talk about take care of the children, you know, love the children. Am I supposed to put home ownership above me taking care of my kid? Right. If I can live a if I can live a decent life and provide for my my child, that is what I need to do. And providing for my kid right now, her education is very important to me. I'm very much an advocate for you don't give your kids less than what you got. Right. You that's where you start. You give right. your kids what you got and more. Right. If if and when you can. Yeah. And that's what I'm that's what I'm doing for Logan. I um as a parent, I think about what my parents provided for me when I was her age. And I think I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing about the same. I actually I'm probably doing more because I'm doing it by myself. Yeah, but I my, I want to say to you. Yes. We always have these conversations. So, now I'm going to embarrass the shit out of you on our podcast. <laughs> Uh, is that you are doing a really good job as a mother. You're raising a good kid. She is funny. She knows how to crack a good joke. 
<laughs> she gets our sarcasm and you know she has the best parts of you and that thing of a daddy i would say and she did she really does yeah she, she has really the, she has the best parts of y'all i mean i'm glad to play the role of surrogate mama um <laughs> she makes me proud so even though the things in the pandemic were very difficult for everyone, I feel like for parents, it was doubly hard because they had a responsibility of another human. Whereas, you know, for God. me, it was just, you know, I was worried about me. And then my sister, she's a grown woman. We were worried about each other, but we weren't mm-hmm. responsible for each other in that way. Like you were responsible for little mama. So, um, yes. <laughs> so I want to congratulate you on making it this far <laughs> successfully. Listen, the people who have hung in there, I I definitely got to give it to you, Nisha, Tangela, Candace, Joy Green, Nick, even Ronnie just listening, being a listening ear and helping me as far as like parenting, like having parenting conversations. I love having parenting conversations with him because he deals with a lot of things that people aren't aware of, but he still manages to be a good dad. And I just feel like my support group is small, but you guys are so fucking important. Like how you have consistently shown up. It's, um, shit, I wouldn't be here without y'all. Like the praying the amount of praying, I don't know how much praying y'all do when I'm not around, but <laughs> I've had, I've had a couple people like even pray with me, like we gonna get through this nigga. Yes. And it actually does help like getting to the next day. Like, okay, I'm fortified for right now. It may not last till next week, right. but it's going to help me till today. Like how many people can you say would sit and pray with you. Right. And, the, and you know, we always have the, the, the offset religion, religious conversations. My whole thing is that, you know, I like to, I like to be around people who believe in something that is higher than them. Like, I yes. don't, I don't care what yes. you call it, what you name, how you talk to it, but you have to know that there's something out here that's bigger than just you. And I feel like those people, those are the people you want to surround yourself with because you know, they're going to have your back and they're going to help you. They want to see you win. Like those are the people that want to see you win and they're going to they gonna pray with you. They're going to pray for you. They're going to put yeah. you on the prayer list. Like you're going you gonna to get it from all the people you need to get it from. So, yes. you know. And I have to say, I have to say there are, there are some more people who have, are part of my support group. They're more so for my personal support group. Right. Not necessarily the parenting side of things, but mm-hmm. those people are intricate in helping me get to the next step of be, okay, what am I gonna do with this kid? Like right. the God mommies, the God aunties, they I mean, y'all have y'all have kept me from jumping off the ledge. I say this all the time. And it's I can't express my gratitude for that because I think sometimes people are so used to the idea that 
everybody has a mother and father who cares about them and that would never want to see them fail that sometimes we don't think about the fact everybody doesn't have that. <laughs> I think that, but you know, that was um when I went home for Thanksgiving and, you know, they always do the tell us what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. That was, that was one of my comments is that I have gone through my life with the assumption that everybody had family, like I had family and I have come to learn that that is not the case. And so it has mm-hmm. been my goal to be family for those people and to express my gratitude for the family that I do have. So, yes, you, you was on my head. <laughs> Thanksgiving. The other day I was talking to Kawana and I was like, I was saying I was an orphan and she was like, nigga, no, you're not. She was like, do you know how many people love you and care right. about you? And I, I, I started feeling bad. Like, no, but you know what I mean? And she was like, no, people care about you and love you. You will never be an orphan. And I think parenting in the pandemic is so much hard stuff you had to do on your own in the moment Right. that sometimes for those of us who have to do a lot of stuff on our own, we lose sight of that. So, excuse me, how we show up and how we need support, like, you're the first person who always hear how I need support. I need to be supported in this way. I need this or I need that. And I think sometimes it gets really tough to like keep having this conversation with everybody. But I will honestly say, I mean, I will say that the people who are honestly in your life and who love you and who want to support you, you can have those conversations with them. You can say, Hey, I know that you're maybe trying to show up for me in the best way that you know how, but that's not really helpful. Right. And you can have these tough conversations without the person shutting down and being like, I'm going to disappear now because you just told me I'm not helpful. And it's like, shut the fuck up and listen to what I'm saying. I didn't (laughs) say that. Take yourself out of it. Stop centering yourself in a conversation that has nothing to do with me. But so many people can't do that. And unfortunately, I had to learn that with some people in this last couple of years. I made it to 2023, but I honestly feel like I made it to 2023 with the people that I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And that did show up the most during this pandemic, Um, showed up consistently the most. I think that matters, too. Because a person can show up one time and, of course, very, be grateful for that. Right. But I say this all the time. Consistency is the key when fucking with me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's really going to be it. It is. It's We all go through our shit. I don't think anyone's shit is more important than the next person's because I saw this often like why do people with kids think that their shit is more important than our shit and it's like my shit is more important to me nigga because I'm taking care of a whole ass another motherfucking movie well I have dogs first of all anybody listening to this don't you ever in your motherfucking life compare your dog to my child because now I'm finna say some shit that's gonna piss you off Fuck you and your motherfucking dog or dogs if you have multiple. I cannot put my kid in a crate and tell her to chill the fuck out until I get back from whatever the fuck I'm doing. I cannot put my kid in doggy motherfucking daycare 
so that I can go on vacation to Antigua. Okay. I can't lock my kid up and be like, I need some self-care and come back and know that she's okay. She'll probably die. (laughs) Don't please as a parent that parented in a pan in this pandemic and is still doing it. Don't compare your pets to my kids. She is a human. There's a difference between animals and humans. There's a difference between raising a puppy or a kitten and raising a human fucking baby. Yeah. It's a world of fucking difference. It is. I can't. When your dog is three months old, you can put food in this little saucer and the dog walks over there, eats it, and then goes and shits wherever it is and you pick it up and you got you guys are fine. You can't do that with a three month old fucking baby. No, you cannot. You Most cannot. of the time you can't even do it with a thirteen year old. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Shit, you can't even do that with a teenager. What you talking about? <laughs> I just what I want is for people to like really put things in perspective like stop playing this comparison game I have it hard too nobody said you didn't I'm just saying this is different and it matters especially if we claim to give a fuck about kids yeah I mean the oppression Olympics is no Uh, one wins no one wins those so quit it listen I got, I'm going through my shit and you're going through your shit. What I'm saying is let's do this together so we can both get to the other side. Yeah. And that's where, and that, look, that can, that wraps it all up right there. Like, yes, ma'am. let's do have, this together. Yes. We, we are here to help one another. And that's, that's the end goal right there. That's yes. it. So I have, I have spoken enough about the parenting, the pandemic. This whole month <laughs> is about things that people are, have accomplished during during this pandemic. We are speaking in present tense. This shit is not over. I don't care what yeah. the CDC says. I don't care what the government says. They are pandering to us because they don't want us to be fucking hysterical Yo, if and I in hear, panic mode. I hear somebody else say post-COVID. When did, uh, when did we get to be post? They talking about after they had it. Yeah. Because <laughs> what the what? Uh, okay. Listen, take care of yourselves. Take care. I'm not even going to say check in with your people because I feel like we need a new phrase because that is, that is over and done with. It's in the dirt. I listen, be intentional about the quality of care you give the people around you. There it is. Intentionality is the, is the, the key word in that phrase. Listen, Care about the impact of the quality of care because you could intend for something to come off a certain way and it be received totally different. So the quality of care, improve your quality of care for yourself and the people that you care about and it will make getting through this pandemic a hell of a lot easier. Yep. That's what I have to say. And I think we wrapped it up in a bow. Um Like Sin said, we're covering things about the pandemic. So uh, next week, 
uh, we have another pandemic topic. And I think it kind of segues from what she talked about yes. parenting into the next topic. So um, y'all just have to listen in to find out what it is because I'm not going to tell you. Stay tuned. Yes, please. <laughs> Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OVI Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Audible. And thank you for listening to Outside Voices.